0: Welcome into the Liga MX Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Trippin and B, and you can find me in the DK lobbies and on Twitter at the same handle. And I'm joined, as always, by the Liga MX god, self-proclaimed, Eraboy 14 What's up, bro? What's up, man? I'm ready to get back on this Liga MX weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back. We had We missed a couple slates. There was a holiday season. There was some sickness. There was some... You know, it's tough scheduling, but uh, we're back. We always wanted to be back. We never wanted to be away from y'all. We're sorry we left y'all hanging on a couple of slates. But hopefully you made it through. Um, We want to talk about some of those slates, even though we didn't get to preview them. We want to review them. And then we will preview the Saturday slate, which is good because second leg. So you kind of know everybody's motivations. Tell me how you did uh, these past few slates.
1: Wednesday was like my typical Friday night. (laughs) Lost as you can, you know.
0: Friday means losing. Yeah, for you, sadly.
1: Wednesday was tough, man. You know, it was first playoff, you know, slate. Everybody was, like, just jumping on anybody because they didn't know what was going to go on. And I got beat pretty much by Aldrete. I didn't pick him for, Mm, I think, 6,400. Oh, there's no way I can pay for a fullback playing away. And he had, like. Lower digits, this. And it was crazy, man. And just the, the second game, I just like pun in for like when I knew the play was Funes Mori, my boy Vinny Cash beat me. Sure. A team, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, wow. Funes Mori is a Vinny Cash a legend for sure. I knew it was in the score, but I couldn't play. It. I know I had to play against it. So I played Fuch. And of course, you know, Funes Mori scores. And here we go with uh when you catch screenshots uh, from this morning and yeah. all the green So how does here. it
0: feel how does that feel in that situation where you have a guy you know he's the right play and the other people are going to have him and he's probably going to score but you have if you keep him you have no chance to win so you got to try the other guy and just hope like what's what's that feeling like for you we've all been there
1: Yes um it's called the pivot play um, and I know that Vinny was going to play because he had like four men uh, remaining to play in the second game. And I had three men, and our salaries were pretty much alike because we had the same players in the first game. I mm-hmm. think just one, one different than the other. But I knew he going to have Pavon and Fuller's Mori. So I switched Pavon and Fuller's Mori mm-hmm. to like Funch. And I think Osvaldo Martinez, like I went against the Hans. And right. yeah, he got, he, got, he got the goal and the on floor, and he just smashed me. I took the L that night. What about you? How'd you do on Wednesday?
0: Wednesday, like I said, I didn't really play that much. I, I, I've been really sick the last uh, last week or so, and that night it really got me. I was really hot, fighting it and ended up pulling most of my entries, but I played one $1, $1 double up, I think, with a dummy lineup and cashed. So <laughs> I think I had like 68 points or something like that when I checked it. But uh, the next day I went pretty big, actually, because I really liked the slate and had a little bit of a horror story. How about yourself on Thursday? Let's go with the horror story first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can't just, you can't throw out the words horror story and then uh, move on. So, oh, just, you know, I had a really good lineup and I was researching the slate and I really liked uh, Tigres. You know, obviously everybody, I think Tigres was by far the biggest favorite on the slate. But I put in um, uh, Tobio, Fernando Tobio, for Toluca in the first game, because I saw him as a, listed as a fullback on the formation, on the Opta formation. So, like twenty six hundred dollars home fullback, this is amazing. So I jammed him in, put my whole lineup together. I was loving it. That allowed me to get Quinones in. That allowed me to get Sambuesa, uh, Quinones, Gignac, and Aquino, because I had these super cheap defenders, thought I had a fullback that was 2,600. Turned out, he was a center back. <laughs> I completely, the formation flipped after the kickoff, and I was like, oh, man, I screwed up here. But he scored a goal, so <laughs> there you go. Got lucky with that. And so I was, I had a really good lineup going, so I was killing it. I was in first place in one of the golden boots, a 10-man golden boot, which I don't usually play, but I've been playing a little bit bigger lately, so I gave that a shot, and I was winning, and I was like, oh, this is great, I'm crushing and I, I slowly started slipping and slipping as the late game went because Geniac was just doing nothing. And, you know, right away Felipe Morris scored for Pumas. They got a lead. And, and then Duenas, who was a cheap, really cheap defender who I liked early, he scored also. So, uh, you know, kind of didn't really get much profit from my lucky center back switch on the cheap defender. And... You know, just was it just was, was what it was. I slipped out of the money just on that uh, golden boot, like on the like in the stoppage time. Something that Mora or somebody did. Or Mora had been subbed out, but <laughs> something that somebody did beat me. And Giniac ended up with like four points, four DK points on the day. It was just really disappointing.
1: Yeah, man. The key for me was that Ibarra was not starting. That automatically um, made my line up. You know, with that cheap defender that you mentioned, Tobio, he was like 2600 Right. Really uh, value play for me because I was... You played him too, to, no. Okay. Maybe I'm not so dumb. I would try to go with the uh, cheap defender combo with the goalie and they were at home. So I only played Tobio because he was cheap, but I had uh, in mind another defender for the late game, which was um, Arribas from Pumas. Mm-hmm. I was... I was going with him with the combo with uh, Saldiva because I knew Saldiva was going to get a decent amount of saves. And I was hoping for a win, you know, because you know, that's my team, Pumas. Right. And, Pumas is your squad, so you know exactly what to expect for them, right? And I, Yes. And I had the main guys, which was Sambuesa. uh I want to mention something about that play. <laughs> it was pretty unbelievable that I played a five-man $20 uh, invite from Durfan. And I was the only one with Sambuesa in my lineup. I was like, that is uh gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's These
0: real. Are not because Sambuesa's a huge DK player, if you know him. Right. In a home home match, playoff match, where he's got to go out and get some get a, a lead, you know, first leg, like, that's crazy. That is pretty nuts that he was that low-owned in a, in a big uh, $20 five-man. But, hey, good for you. He put up, like, he had a yellow card in he still put up like twenty five points or something like that, right? He it was insane. So,
1: right. If you take off his as assist, he he made eighteen points and a half floor points. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. that's like you'd pay twelve k for that and and be fine. You know, yeah. You like once of... I, I was a must play being at home against his ex team, which America. And you know you had right. to pick revenge.
0: Up. Yeah, you got to go. with Everybody loves revenge in the DFS world. So. And, well, know, probably a lot, see that's where you got an advantage because there's probably a lot of people out there that don't know the league as well you know they're, they're just DK players they may not be the MX followers and they may not know all the revenge narratives so that's good yet another reason you're the, the, the god of the league <laughs> well thank you
1: um, and yeah it's just pretty much you know uh, cover the rest of my lineup with the Tigres uh, for, with Aquino and Gignac and yeah, they came through well Aquino then and Gignac was a bust, but I mean still cashed in pretty
0: decent yeah, I saw your screenshot. I think you had one oh one was your was your t- score or something like that I had ninety nine and I finished like just a little bit I, I'm a little bit above break even, so that was what it was after i I was crushing earlier than I, I thought i was gonna it was gonna be a huge night for me but, but yeah, two pretty good slates, and it was good to get liga m x back uh in our lives for sure. You know, sorry again that we didn't get a chance to pot them, but we're potting this next one. So uh, without further ado, why don't we move on to Saturday's slate, which is leg two of the matchups that we saw on Wednesday. So you lost those matchups. What are you going to do different in the rematches here?
1: Well, there's two scenarios. Uh, the first game, Chris Hulu has a two-zero 0 lead playing at home. So that game might be a little, you know, tight as far as, like, defending. and Now, you know, much attack from Cruz Azul, and Quereto's going to go all out. But that doesn't mean they're going to have most of the possession, because Cruz Azul has a good, good team. Mm-hmm. And in the, the second game, um, Monterrey has a 1-0 lead against um, Santos, and Santos is playing at home, so that's going to be a good game for Santos to come out and attack, and Monterrey try to catch a goal early.
0: So, yeah, Monterey, that's where they kind of, like, look for a quick uh, goal to sort of put it away. Do they do away goals in this round? I know a lot of the league MX tiebreakers are not always based on away goals. It's sometimes based on regular season position.
1: Yes, they do uh, do the away goal rule here. Um, but in case they, like, Querétaro wins 2-0 and mm-hmm. would won 2-0 the first leg, you know, they tie an aggregate, you know, with the same away goals. But... The other rule is that Cruz Azul advances in a better position you know, throughout the Gotcha, league.
0: from the standings, cool. And they don't even do extra time, right? It's just 90 minutes. Yeah, it's 90 minutes. Yeah. With that kind of look at the motivations for all the team and where each team stands, we can expect, you know, Querétaro to really push forward, Cruz Azul, you know, maybe they're not going to need to attack, but they're a much better team. Monterrey and Santos could be kind of wide open. Why don't we start? And look at the forwards in that first game and how are they affecting how you how you starting your lineup construction in that first game?
1: It's tough to pick out a forward in the first game because like I mentioned before, um, it's not gonna be much attack, you know, with the Cruz of side, but with Queretaro needing some goals, I'm best can be a
0: decent play, but uh-huh. yeah man you blew my mind we were talking a little a little bit before we started recording here you said you were not going to play San Veso man I mean what I don't even I hardly... yeah, yeah, yeah two weeks it's... ago you said this guy was the lock of the locks on every slate every time now now all of a sudden it's changed what happened
1: yeah man based on recent evidence <laughs> it's a uh, phrase stolen from Lender HD yep uh San Sambeso, man, he looked really poor last time at home against Grosso. And I played him, of course, because he's my lot guy. He's one of my favorite players. But I don't know, man. For 8,400 playing away, it's going to be a tough call. I may have to just fade him because I don't like Querétaro uh, based on the last game I saw they played.
0: Yeah, they didn't look good. Obviously, they got beat 2 nothing at home, right? So, now they go on the road. But at the same time, if you figure it's do or die, if they know they have all or nothing and they can just go all out attack, not necessarily worry about possession or beating guys on the dribble, you figure there's going to be a lot of shooting and crossing. It's tough for me to fade San Veso, especially at this price, 8400 That's not too bad.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough for me because I have some other plays in mind. But, man, I'm I'm probably going to have to get, like, some kind of instinct to hit me to play some
0: vessel that night. All right, all right. You're, I think you're crazy on one level. Yeah, but. man,
1: I'm, I'm doubting myself right here.
0: but You got to go on feel, obviously. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. it may it may change by the time you get to go, you know, finalize your lineup once we start seeing who's in. What about uh, – Going down the list a little bit, you know, some of our guys, Mendez, Villalba, we you know, we've talked about a lot on this. Is there anybody lower down in the under 5K range that you even consider if they were in? Like, uh, what about it?
1: Well, the, the guys like Mendez, Alvarado, Alvarado, yeah, those guys, you know, around that range, they, they need to have a decent floor. And, you know, with the Lias out there, you know, it takes up most of the um, possession when they have the ball. or they play with him or Atletre, playing down that wing. So, it's going to be tough for me to pick guys like Mendes and Alvarado. But, I mean, they're they're good GPP plays. Mendes just scored a goal. But, for me, they, they have to be, like, goal-dependent for me to play them
0: with that price. You think, so, you think all these guys in this game forward pool below San beso or goal dependent
1: in a way yes because Mendez is 7900
0: and Alvarado is 69- you got to put up some numbers you know for to. yeah I, w- I would definitely take the savings and go down to Alvarado I feel like on that I mean Mendez he w- you know he's up a thousand from two, two, two games ago he was 6,900 two games ago Alvarado his price is actually kind of down from his last few games but he just recently, he was down in the 6,300. So these are kind of, these prices are a little bit on the high side for some of these guys, especially if you question how much they need to to really press forward. You know, if they went and got one goal, it would definitely be over because they would have the two away goals already. They'd have a 3 nothing lead. So.
1: Yeah, but I they'll have, have to score a four to qualify, which I right. see happen anytime. Now, another GBP play will be Cauterucho at 6,400.
0: That's goal-dependent for me all day. Right. Yeah, he he needs to get a goal, but at that price, maybe worth a little bit of a flyer. Vialva, what do you think?
1: I, I like him. He has a decent floor. He has been playing 90
0: minutes, or close to 90 minutes every game now. Yep. And he's and, crossing a lot more, too. He used to just only shoot, but now he's adding some crosses along with his shots. So, I don't mind him, again. Like, if you figure they're going to have to push forward and shoot, if you don't want to spend on San Veso, but you do think... Koretro is going to have a little bit of an attack. Vialva might be a nice alternative for sure.
1: Yeah, he's averaging like seven and a half points the last three games. I checked his not game bad. log. And he's, just, he's getting some fouls drawn, and a couple crosses, some shots. So he, he can he can pay up to his price. I'm not saying he, you know get a ceiling tomorrow, but he, he can be up there. Could be a decent play if you need you know to cover that last spot or something,
0: 6,600. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to plug him in. Uh, should
1: we move on to the midfield? Yeah, let's go on to the Elias
0: Hernandez. Uh, spot. I mean, you know, we've talked about this cat before, too, and this is a guy that I do not like to roster almost at all. I mean, I'll do it if I have to, if I feel like I have to, whether it's to block or whatnot, but, man... um. I've had him for some big games before, but he almost always tends to let me down. I seem to always get him for his crap games too. What about you uh, for tomorrow?
1: Ten thousand four hundred.
0: Oh man. Right, I mean, when they, they don't when they don't necessarily need when you know they they could win by just sitting there and not doing anything.
1: Right, you know, they just have to pass the ball around and, you know, get a couple of players wide and have most of the possession, but in case um Get it, get a crazy two-zero lead in the first half. Then Elias, I don't know have to like step up and start shooting and crossing. But I just don't see him. And he, he he gets he gets subbed off. So
0: right, he doesn't even play the full the full ninety. So
1: it may not be the right call, but for me, I'm gonna fade him as well.
0: Yeah, I just don't don't see see the need to spend the money. He's a GPP play. If you just think. Cruz Azul is just a great team, much better team, and, you know, they're going to crush at home and, and just beat the hell out of Querétaro. I guess I could see that, but I'm probably not going to go that way. I'm going to lean towards trusting the teams that need to attack. What about cheaper midfielders in this game, though? You know, we talked about some of the guys that are both eligible down to Alvarado, but what about Urban Trejo, Montoya? I don't like any of these names. I mean, there's some cheap guys. Are any of these super cheap guys in play under 4K?
1: Ervin Trejo, he hasn't been starting, but in case Querétaro starts in tomorrow, because they're going to try to go for it, he has a decent floor. He gets wide and crosses, and he has taken some corners when he has played before. So, if you see him out there in the starting lineup, that's a good you know call for sixty
0: four hundred. Yeah, he seemed like he was doing better back in in August and September for sure. He had a little bit more of a floor, but although not really great scores, I uh. I want to ask, this guy has a pretty good fantasy points per game, but let's oh, no, skip him. Uh, What about Marcel Ruiz? You know, 3.3, that's cheap as hell. Maybe he lets you fit some really expensive guys in. He's averaging about five or six DK points his last three games, so he could... Get you five points at 3,300. I mean, I I never mind doing that in the EPL lineup. I don't do it as much in the MX. I feel like you can usually go a little more balanced. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, Marcel Ruiz can be a good, you know, pump play tomorrow to fit in somebody in that range because I believe to get the floor guys tomorrow you're going to have to have somebody around that 3,500, 3,300 range. So Marcel Ruiz can... Turn up to Mars. I He takes shots, so you could just go out there and just go get crazy as far as you know fantasy points and start
0: making, you know, right. crosses and shots. He, if he gets two shots on goal and two tackles and two, a foul drawn and two interceptions, that's like eight points. So yeah, that's pretty good for his price. And just again, he's on the team that's going to need to press forward. So even if he's kind of more you know a more central midfielder, I feel like the game plan is going to be to get this, the you know. The, more than just the n- regular number of attackers involved, so they may be sending some guys who don't always go as forward. Forward, so who knows? Um, yeah, good, uh, anybody else? Anybody else you're looking at uh, in midfield for this game?
1: No, I don't like any of the center uh, defensive mids like Marcone or Baca and Salas if he starts, but. Those are GPP plays, but they don't really do much as far as
0: DK. Well, then let's talk about defender for this game. Who are you looking at?
1: Well, the guy that killed me the last late, um, I had to plug in this guy because he takes corners for <laughs> most of the set pieces, which is Adriano Drette. for Yeah, we mentioned
0: him. Yeah, we mentioned him, and his price came down just a just a slight hair. So, yeah, I had to play that guy. Be my lock tomorrow for Cruz Azul. Yeah, if you figure you know Cruz Azul is going to come out and play, you know, not they're not just going to turtle up, they're not going to park the bus. So that you, uh, one attacking piece for them is not too bad. And Aldrete definitely, with his floor and the way he contributes and all across different categories, I think he's a smart player.
1: The crazy thing about Aldrete this late is that he's 500 cheaper than right. Previously, he was 6,400. Now he's 5,900. So thank you, DK, for that. I don't know that you need too much more. I mean, Maduena on the other wing for Grosso. He has an okay floor. He's not my guy for a play, but 5,500. You want to play both fullbacks? Go ahead. But I don't see
0: much of Maduena tomorrow in any of Grosso's center backs. Yeah, I don't see that being the move either. I I don't think you want to play both, and I don't think you would ever really play Maduena over Aldrete for you know four price difference. So it is what it is. What about the Coreto guys? Do you play? Do you play? Favorite podcast favorite friend of the show, Hiram Mier. <laughs> I don't see it, man. No, um, not this time around.
1: One it was like a one night stand.
0: <laughs> uh, no doubt. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, we found him and now we forget him. <laughs> it is what it was. Yeah. We just used him that night, you know. I'm sorry for that referral, but
0: yeah. I think it was, you know, perfect example of that. Um at least he got his picture on the podcast that day, so it is. What it is. <laughs> but what about Samudio and Coral, if you want to go on the outside wings for those guys? They're pretty cheap. Oh,
1: yeah, Samudio starts, I like him. I liked him the first slate, but he didn't start, so Samui is my guy. If he starts tomorrow,
0: he's in. Right, yeah, again, it goes back to the whole thing of Carretero attacking early and often, so definitely I'm going to put him in this little dummy lineup I'm building here right now. And I think that kind of wraps up most of the plays from this game. Should we move on to game two?
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
0: One of my favorite plays ever since I first started playing the Yam I expect him to be in tomorrow, and, of course, he is Dorlan Pavon. Oh, yeah,
1: Pavon's a lock. Pavon is a lock, no matter who he's playing against. He can play against Real Madrid. He's a lock. He's a headless chicken. (laughs) With the ball, he just does whatever he feels like. He shoots crosses, you know. Yeah, just get somewhat close to goal and then just kick it. Right. He has like a split second decision and bam, he's getting some points
0: in DraftKings. Right. Just go, yeah. That's what we love. That's the kind of DraftKings plays we love. So but again, like as you're looking at it, if you're putting a lineup together, if you want some Veso, Pabon and Aldrete, it kinda rules out Elias Hernandez just almost, you know, by rule with the set the way the salaries work. If you spend that much on those three other guys who are pretty pretty good, so Elias could be a, a pretty slick GPP play if you really wanted to build a lineup around him, if we went back to that game for a second. But we talked about that. Um, late game forwards, beyond Pabon, is there anyone else that you like? Are you going to summon the spirit of Vinny Cash and play Funis Mori?
1: No, I am not going to play Funis Mori. For the record, Vinny, if you're listening to this, go ahead and play Funis Mori
0: against me. I will not play him. You got a guaranteed differential there for sure. What about your boys? You you pivoted to him last slate. Didn't work out. But would you play fur chair needing a goal?
1: Yeah, he's my revenge call right here. My revenge call. He missed like two easy chances to score last game.
0: So I'm sure he's going to go for it this game around. Very interesting, yeah. I didn't I didn't get a chance to see that game, so that is always something to watch. Like, sometimes, you know, you want to play guys who are coming in a good form, but sometimes you can spot the good form coming even before the stats come with it. So, if, if he's getting close, then it might be time for him to finally break through. He hasn't scored in a little while, as far as I remember.
1: Yeah, he's playing at home, and he mainly scores at home. He's, like, almost 90% sure score at home. I like I can't. him. I like I'm not going to see a cash play, but, like, a GBP play.
0: So. I like it. Uh, It's tough to see. I don't think anyone cheaper than Hurtado or Madrigal is even going to be playing in this match, right? I don't see. Yeah,
1: those those guys are GBP plays. Madrigal, he may not start, so. Right. Hurtado, he, he, he can have a nice floor if he decides to play. He hasn't played, like, all season.
0: Right, and that's another nothing. one. Look, yeah, look nothing if you go like, back to November tenth, his salary. And again, the salary is dependent on a lot of things, like matchups. It's not always a straight reflector of how good they're doing, but eighty three hundred to ninety six hundred to sixty eight hundred to now fifty four hundred. That's crazy. He's in the eights and nines every time.
1: Uh, he's nothing like from that MVP MBP season that you know he had a while back and
0: I believe he's probably his twin brother playing now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, the prestige. Um, he finally is – finally his price is starting to drop. DraftKings, man, sometimes it takes – prices go up so fast and it takes forever for him to come down. But they can, you know, kind of start to drop like a stone once you're really not delivering. So um, let's move to midfield here for this second game. Are there any midfield only guys? There are actually some pretty good guys here. If you look at Lozano, Osvaldo Martinez. Gallardo, Pizarro, these are these guys we like to play in D F S, but what about the situation here for them?
1: Yeah, my other